Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode 30 of the podcast. I hope you're well. I'm a little bit different today. I'm recording this in my car. I'm in Huddersfield this morning, which is, um, for those of you not in the UK, that's um, it's a town in the north of England. And uh, I'm just testing out a bit of equipment. I've got the opportunity this morning. I've got about an hour spare in my car. So I thought, you know what? I didn't do a podcast last week. I want to try to get a couple in this week. So time is limited. So I thought I'll use my time well. And what I want to talk about in this episode, I want to talk about preparation. I'm here in Huddersfield for a reason today, and the reason I'm here and I've got an hour to kill is uh, my son is taking his theory, not theory, yeah, theory driving test uh, exam. So uh, there's a test in Huddersfield, and we're, I'm part of there now. He's inside, in fact, as we text, I record this about quarter past nine, so he should be um, well into his exam. And I wanted to talk about preparing for things, whether the tests, exams, um, future events, it doesn't really matter. But preparation is one of those things that I think sometimes people massively um, underestimate the importance of. George has, been, has known about this exam for a few months now and he has been practicing on a little app he's got on his phone and he's been doing that. And I have questioned him, you know, how much have you practiced? Are you doing your practice? Yeah, 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 dad, I'm practicing, no problem. And when I picked him up this morning, it's quite a drive here on a morning, not distance-wise, but the time to get here is quite a bit on the morning because the, the road can be quite busy. So I had a lot of time. And on the way across, he, he did some more of these practice tests. And the way it works now with these theory exams is you can get an app on your phone. And it's popular with youngsters that are doing it because you can just download this app and then you answer the questions. It's like a mock test. And he's been doing reasonably well. It tells me I've been getting kind of, you know, 80%. And that's great, is 80%. And, but what he kind of confessed to this morning is that 80% is of 10 questions. So you can do them in batches of 10, or you can do the full exam, which is five tens. So it's 50, the actual exam is 50 questions. He's been getting 80% right of the tens. And every time he does a 10, he's always getting 80%. So in theory, I said to him, so I said, you're getting two wrong in every 10. So that by the time you've done 50 of them, you know, you're gonna got 10 wrong and you need to get seven wrong to pass. So at this point, I started to ask question how much you've been doing, how you've been doing it. And it became a little bit clear um, that, that maybe he's not just done as much research and um, preparation for this theory test that, as, as he could have. And I have to say, I, I had made the assumption that he, that he was doing this, what he told me was correct. Even to the point this morning when I'm coming across, he asked me what the highway code was. He said, what's the highway code, Dad? I said, well... It's a book, you know, the highway code, that book you read to learn your questions. I ain't got an highway code. So he's walked into an exam this morning with no previous view of a highway code. He's done, he used an app on his phone, and by the sounds of it, the app on his phone, he hasn't used that well. Now, clearly, at that point, when I hear this information, I could have been very critical, I could have given him some feedback, but I decided that wasn't going to help him today. You know, there's every chance if you can keep that 80% and do it over the course of you know, the full exam today and the questions fall in his favour, he'll pass. So there's a, there, is an op, there is a possibility he will pass. Uh, but I think there's also more than a, a, a small chance that he may not. And that's because he simply has not prepared well. Now, the thing with, the thing with I think, everybody, George especially, George is not particularly academic, but for this, he has done more 
uh, studying than he did for his, his his exams for school because this there's something in it for him. If he doesn't pass this, he can't take his practical exam, so he can't get his own car, he can't have that independence. So he's he's somewhat motivated to pass this, which is why I think he's done some more work than I expected, but maybe not just enough. And there was a look on his face today, which I see a lot with people when it comes to kind of the crunch point with something. When you know that they know that they haven't done as much as they could have done. Maybe there was more they could do. You know, and if you're trying to cram for a, a test you take at nine o'clock and you, you know, at 20 to nine that morning in a car park in Huddersfield, you know, you've, you've not really done it justice, the preparation time. So what I want to thought of doing this, this, this episode is talk about what I think is really important for preparing for something. It doesn't matter whether it's, like I say, an exam, um, any test you're taking or any event that's coming up which requires you to do something or perform. Firstly, you need to know something, which is how much time have you got to prepare. That is a big deal. Um, because what sometimes happens is you, you book something, like you'll book a test. Or in my case, and I've done this in the past, where I've had a, a speaking engagement, I've had to go and speak to a group of people. And the, generally, these things are booked well in advance. So you might get three months, four months, in some cases, six months, a long period of time to uh, before the event. So that time, whatever it's, whether it's the weeks or the months, that's preparation time. You've time to prepare within that time. What I tend to do is I tend to look when I start off with anything and say, right, this is when I've got to have that skill um, got right. I've got to be on top of that or I've got to learn the information or I've got to prepare this speech for this particular day. I then work out how much time I've got. What I try to do then is do something as far as preparation is concerned most days. Now, the way I tend to work my stuff is I'll tend to practice and prepare Monday to Friday. I tend to leave me weekends free. Weekends tend to be my kind of walking and leisure time. I think that's important because I do think it is important to prepare well, but I also think it's important that you, you do have some time to allow that information to seep in and maybe take a little bit of rest. Um, and especially if you're doing something that's physical, if you're preparing for something like a marathon or something that's physical, like a physical activity, you certainly want to be allowing yourself um, enough rest days because that's when your body kind of restores itself, gets stronger. And I think when you leave your brain sometimes away from a subject for a little bit of time, your brain has, has the same effect, it allows it to seep in a bit more and then go back and look at it afresh. So I tend to look at the time I've got and then make sure I'm doing something certainly every day during the week, Monday to Friday. What I also like to do is I like to have a cutoff point before the event or the test. So instead of preparing right up to the test, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm on my best about a week before that's going to happen, if the time allows me. Because some cases, you know, you might only have a week to prepare. If that's the case, I'd want to be finish my preparations a day before. But I want to pay the time before whatever I'm doing is there to know that I've got it right, I feel confident, I've done what I need to do. So that means that I'm going to be ahead of the game because I think there's nothing worse than the pressure of trying to cram. And, and if you're doing something physical, certainly if you're trying to do something with a, like either a, a physical challenge that involves something, might be walking or running, you can't cram that into your last few days because the last couple of days you need to taper and you need to come down and you need to allow your body to rest a little bit. But it's the same with your mind. So I don't want to be going into something really having to think, oh, I need to do some prep the morning of the thing I'm doing. I might refresh myself of the speech I'm going to do, and I certainly do on the morning before the, 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 the day I'm meant to um, present the talk, but I don't want to be feeling like I've left something out. Success in anything is predicated on effort you put in. That's just the fact, it's just the truth. And I know 
you know, there are certain people that seem to be able to be much better and do things easier. Somebody will say, well, I never did any any um, re revision for my exams and I got really good results. And some people are like that. Some people have got a much um, stronger ability to remember and retain information. But the majority of us do not. So we have to stick with a process we know that works. And the process is practice, repetition. Um, anything that involves you moving forward is going to take work. And the more work you put in, the better results they're going to be at the end. Um, I know for some of the talks I've done in the past, you know, I've practiced them talks hundreds of times. And I, I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating there, you know. Over hundred times, you know, I just kept practicing, practicing, practicing until it was perfect or as perfect as I felt it could be. And that's important because then when you walk into a situation, you've got confidence to know you can deliver. Yes, you may have nerves in exam. Yes, you may have nerves when you speak. But if you're prepared properly, then nerves soon disappear. So George this morning will be sat in there now. What experience is he having? Is he having to question the answers? Oh, what's going to come up? Because the truth is, you know, he had the chance to learn every single one of those questions. You know, the fact he had no highway code, all he had to do was almost learn the highway code verbatim. There's only so many pages, not the biggest book in the world. Could have learned that and he would have had the complete confidence to know that he's going in here knowing the answer to every question that could possibly thrown at him. I like to be in that position when I complete something. And I have to say, if you want to be successful in anything, that's the mindset you have to have. I want to know that I'm going to know. I want to be sure that I am sure. No grey areas, no question marks. If it can be learnt, it should be learnt. Now, sometimes, you know, if you walk into a situation, you might be asked to give your opinion. That's very different because you can't really get that wrong. And I often said that when I'm working with um, kids in schools. I say, look, you don't need to worry about how you answer what your opinion is because that is your opinion. You know, there's no right or wrong answer there. There's, there just isn't because they've asked for your opinion. But when it comes to knowing something that's got an answer that is correct or incorrect, you are responsible for how well you can answer those questions. And if you practice enough and you learn enough, you will not get caught out. Um, when I was George's age, in fact, when I was at school, going back to when I was 15, 16, doing my exams, I was atrocious. I really was poor. I didn't put any work in and my exam results, um, you know, reflected that. I, I, I remember getting my exam results picked up. They were just atrocious. There was, in fact, they weren't even worth picking up. They were, they were D's in everything and I think I got something slightly better in mathematics. That's only because we had a, a psycho teacher who, quite frankly, made us learn. But for the, t for, the, for the exams that I took where I had to put the work in, I didn't put the work in. And that's why I can't be proud of the exam results I had. If we're not careful, we can get overwhelmed by something. And generally we get overwhelmed if we haven't got enough time. But if we do the work, do the preparation, then the time's not the issue. Just work out how much time you've got. And yes, some cases you might have to cram. You might only have a week to learn something that you learn about, especially in, in the world of business. You know, sometimes you're given a week to prepare something, or, you know, a few days to prepare a, prepare a presentation. That, that, that's, that's difficult, but you can still do it. Just break it down. How many hours a day do I need to put into this? How do I know if I'm moving forward? How do I test myself that actually what I'm writing, what I'm learning is correct? And one thing that I have, I have mentioned this in previous, um, certainly previous blogs, maybe even previous podcasts, I've really got into my chess in the last few months. And that was through me watching a, a programme on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. And it got me interested again in, in chess, because I used to love chess. Not, I never played it well, I was not a particularly good chess player, but I loved the concept of playing chess. I think there's something very um, nice about being able to move those pieces about and know what you're doing. 
But what I've learnt is you can learn a lot of theory in chess. You know, you, there's so many possible moves. There's hundreds of thousands of them. You know, it, it's not it's not an infinite number of moves, clearly. But with the number of moves that it potentially could be, almost could be, might, might as well be infinite. But one thing I've enjoyed doing recently is learning new techniques, learning new moves, learning new pawn structures, learning how these pieces, learning new openings. And because I'm interested in it, I'm, I'm enjoying the learning. It's not like I feel like I've got to do this. It's something I'm doing out of choice, which is exactly where George was at. Out of choice, he had to, to pass his, to, 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 to do the work for this exam. So I am, as I say, I don't know what the result is yet, and I'm, I'll mention that on the next podcast. But you have to be sure when you're taking something on, there's a, you understand your why for doing it. And you understand how important it is that you do that. Otherwise, you can leave grey areas and, and cut corners. When I take my tests, when I'm having to do something, some online learning, I have to make the course I'm taking important to me. Otherwise, I know I won't put the work in. You know, George will come out of here today if he's passed. I'll still have a conversation with him because this will be relevant for his, his students, university student stuff. It might seem pointless what you're doing. When you're at school, when you're doing some learning at work or in your career, it might seem pointless, my, that thing. Why am I learning this? I don't need to learn that. But if that learning gets you something else which will get you near the way you want to be, then there's absolutely a point to doing it. And sometimes, as I think, certainly I found, and if you're you know, a little bit older and you're, you're well into your working life now, you probably realise that some things you learnt at school which seemed pointless at the time, when you get them into work, all of a sudden someone comes in and thinks, ah, I remember that from school, I remember that from when I learned that. I had that all the time with books I'm reading at the moment. What I read might not be relevant to, to where I'm at right there, but a few days, a few weeks down the line, I think, ah, what I read in that book does make sense now. Oh, I'm glad I learned that now. And I know the same will come with my chess. You know, I know in the future when I'm sort of playing people, because there's, there's a little chess club nearby where I live and I want to... Um, I want to get involved in that when the COVID lockdown has um, gone away. I'm thinking, I'm sure there'll come a time when I'm sat in there with those other guys that want to play chess. And I think, ah, I remember that from that lesson I learned on YouTube. I remember that from that little blog post I read by that chess blogger. All our knowledge is important, but it means nothing if we don't use it. And we may not have to use it for a while, but because we've got it, we can use it. Um, I'm oft I often say that it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Knowledge is exactly the same. Better to have the knowledge and not need it than need the knowledge and not have it. Um, it's really strange actually being here today. I'm just about to wrap this up now, but um, it's a long time since I've been to Huddersfield. Um, there's something about this town I've always liked. There's a kind of grittiness about Huddersfield, which um, I've always been uh, a great admirer of, um, not just the place, but the people. And it reminds me of being um, very young because when I actually passed my test um, in my car way back in 19, when would it have been now? Um, 87, I passed my test in 87 and um, one of the first places I drove to was Castle Hill which is um, a little monument on top of a hill funnily enough um, just outside the, the town here and I remember driving here and, and the, the pleasure and the freedom I felt by driving the car here and being able to take my friends out um, and I know that even if George is not successful today he'll learn from this Hopefully he'll do the work, pass it next time, and at some point in the future he'll he'll remember those first trips he takes in the car, and um, he'll look back maybe when he's 50 and, and say the same thing. Oh, I remember my first trip in my car, and maybe he'll be able to dispense that knowledge to his um, young family. And uh, whichever it is, I have to say, it, it, it's interesting to think that tests, we're having them all through his life. 
challenges they're always there learning new skills are always required but if we do the preparation we are setting ourselves up for a fall the, I will finish off with a very simple and a very popular quote um, nobody plans to fail they just fail to plan and you could say the same thing and use the word preparation nobody prepares to fail they just fail to prepare there you go so that's it first podcast from the car i hope the sound quality has been okay it won't be as good as the studio but it does give me a lot of options because going forward i want to start doing a bit more mobile podcasting and uh, this is the bit of kit i'm going to be using so hope you've enjoyed it any questions let me know and until the next podcast take care